Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Oh, we are off and running on a rainy, chilly Friday afternoon in the nation's capital and beyond, baby. Good to have you with us on this first day of December. Year of our Lord, 2023. Be careful out there. Don't you dare drive like a maniac. Matty Ice on the other side of the glass. Hopefully uh, none of this precipitation turns into ice. Hopefully the only ice you'll be stirring later on is an ice-cold cocktail. Can confirm. I, I do not want any ice tonight. In your cocktail or uh, just to drive on around on? Out okay. in public. Yeah, no. yeah, we don't want that. That's 48 degrees, I believe, is what my car temperature said when I pulled into the garage. So I don't think we'll get there. My phone's saying 51 right now. Okay. I'm looking more towards tonight. Okay. The overnight, less people on the roads yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, that's fair. You know where I will not be tonight? On the roads? Exactly. I will be passed out. I am going to make a stiff cocktail or two, and your boy is going to be snoozing by 10 o'clock. And I'm sure they'll be, in addition to SmackDown, and the Wizards against the Magic and a little Terps basketball, if I could bring myself to watching that, uh, for a game that largely means nothing, even though it is a Big Ten game, it means nothing to me. Um, I'm sure there's got to be some sort of college football something or other on Fox or something that I'll get my hands on and, again, fall asleep to. After cracking open the Crown Royal. Saucy in a good way, baby. J.P. Finley was just coming on over here, and then he just turned immediately. I, I don't know why. I don't know if it was – I started talking about alcohol. I'm not sure. Probably got confused because he thinks that our show doesn't start till 2. Yeah, that is true. That is true. He he thinks the first hour does not exist. But uh, little dude does he know. And sorry to say for you guys, the first hour does exist. And a lot of times it's our best hour. Not all the time. But a lot of times, it's our best hour. Coming up on the show today, Mike Mayock, former Oklahoma, uh, former Las Vegas Raider general manager, and, of course, top NFL network analyst 
when it came to the draft. Of course, when he went to the Raiders, Daniel Jeremiah, who was number two, was rightfully promoted to number one, and DJ does a great job. So when Mayock got fired by the Raiders, they there really was no spot for him. Uh, so he has been doing some work for Westwood One, which is how you hear on both 980 and 1067 a lot of the national radio broadcasts. He was actually on the call last Thursday in Dallas, Thanksgiving Thursday, uh, for the Cowboys and the Commanders. So the last game he did for Westwood One Sports was the Commanders and the Cowboys. We'll ask him about that, what he saw, uh, what the future is, if he's interested in being a GM again after, you know, what was described, I guess, by many as a rough go in Vegas with John Gruden. And who knows how that would have wound up. Mark Davis kind of letting both of them or let, letting Mike Mayock go after the whole John Gruden situation and their successors did not exactly uh, work out. There's a wild story there that uh, maybe we'll get to ask Mayock about how the now former Raider GM Dave Ziegler, um, not Dolph Ziegler, from uh, formerly of WWE, Dave Ziegler wanted C.J. Stroud in the worst way, was convinced he was going to be a stud, and so far he has been, and was willing to do pretty much anything except trade Max Crosby to get up to number two. Because they thought the price to get up to number one, this was, I guess, before Carolina pulled the deal with Chicago, right? The price to get up to number one, too prohibitive. I think the Raiders were seventh, somewhere in that range. Could be wrong on that. I'd have to double check. But to get up to number two, they thought, well, maybe. And apparently Josh McDaniels loved Jimmy Garoppolo so much that he said, eh, not happening. Now, apparently Josh McDaniels, if that story is right, either had more power than the general manager, Ziegler, or they were on the same line and the GM just wasn't going to make a move that went against what his head coach didn't want after just one year of directly working together in that role. Remember, they had worked together in New England. And I thought, I could be wrong, that they were a package deal, hired at the same time, but maybe one was hired before the other. I I don't remember exactly. But interesting that that story came out and how different would the Raiders look Right, If they had C.J. Stroud, as opposed to the Texans, and as opposed to McDaniels, who put, allegedly, his full trust and faith in Jimmy Garoppolo because, well, he had Jimmy Garoppolo in New England. And because Jimmy Garoppolo was a Bill Belichick guy. And Josh McDaniels apparently swears by Bill Belichick. So that was an interesting story. Um, Maybe we'll get into certainly a little bit of last year's draft with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and then, of course, this upcoming draft with Mayock, who, again, I don't know exactly what he's doing right now draft-wise, we'll ask. 
because he doesn't, as far as I know, currently have an outlet for what he used to do for NFL Network, which was, again, be their top draft. But guys that go out, like like Jay, right? Jay's not employed by an NFL team, Jay Gruden, but he still studies all the tape. I mean, it's what these guys do. I mean, what do you think Mike Shanahan's been doing for the last 10 years? I mean, you think he just showed up in Seattle to bring Kyle Turkey last Thursday night? Mike's been working for the 49ers for the last eight years. And studying the entire NFL. A bunch of guys that I used to work with and work around that are now out of the league. That's what they do. Some study the league more than college. Some study college more than the NFL. Some study both. Some don't do it quite to the level that they were used to. Right? Depending on your situation, financial, retirement, this, that, and the other thing. That's what they do. It's in their blood. It's all they do. It's all they know. So a guy like Mayock, I'm guessing, I don't know. I'm guessing he is still maybe not working 100 hours a week like he probably was at NFL Network, crunching for the Senior Bowl and and the Combine and all that and the draft. But I'm guessing he's got a pretty good handle on guys like Caleb Williams and Drake May and the two offensive tackles and so on and so forth and what maybe the commanders could be looking at. Of course, we don't know where the commanders are going to select. You know what would really help? A loss. Please don't win. As we discussed in earnest yesterday, I'm fully aware that the commanders are not eliminated. I'm fully aware. So are you. According to Sumner Sports, which is like this analytical data machine type of thing, I found that I see this every week pop up. Sometimes I pay attention to it. Sometimes I don't. Um, but it was, and I'm trying to pull it up here just so I make sure, but I remember it exactly um, from reading it and tweeting it last night. And that is that the commanders have a 0.2% chance of making the playoffs this year. If they lose this Sunday, this is called the Sumner, Summer, Sumer, Summer, I don't know, S-U-M-E-R Sports, at Summer, or Sumer, S-U-M-E-R Sports, on Twitter, or X. And it's called the Week 13 Playoff Probability Leverage Chart, and it's based on 10,000 simulations of the rest of the season. I have to take them at their word, right? I have no idea exactly what they do. I know they do a lot of data and analytics stuff. The commanders, if they win, would have, if they win against the Dolphins, would have a 1.2% chance of making the playoffs. If they lose, they would have a 0.2% chance of making the playoffs. So a 1% difference on the sliding scale. Again, this is based on the current playoff probabilities telling you what it would be with a loss, telling you what it would be with a win, based on 10,000 simulations. Now, again, listen, we all know 
all of this data, all of these computer models, sometimes they get it wrong. So theoretically, they could somehow lose this week, fall to four and nine, win the remaining four games that they have. Not happening, but they could. Finish at eight and nine, and somehow, some way, against the grace of the football gods, if everybody loses every game for the rest of eternal and and damnation, they could make the playoffs. Okay? But we all know that ain't happening. Not happening. No chance, Charlie. So, essentially, this shows you how bad it is. With a win against the Dolphins... With a win against the Dolphins, they're saying, based on 10,000 simulations of the rest of the season, you still only have a 1.2% chance. Why? Because you'd be 5-8, and eight, and you still, you have your bye, you go to the Rams, not easy by any stretch, not impossible, but not easy by any stretch. And then, in all likelihood, finish the year with Aaron Rodgers at the Jets, in all likelihood, And then home for Chase Young, Trent Williams, Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, and the 49ers on New Year's Eve day. And then home for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, how's that going to work? So even if you win tomorrow, you have essentially, according to this chart, Sumer Sports, Summer Sports, whatever, a 1.2% chance of making the playoffs. Even if it's 1.5, guys, even if it's 2% chance, even if it's 3% chance, I I don't know about you. I mean, I heard from a lot of you yesterday on Twitter, on the show, calls, what have you. Some of you want them to win because that's your nature. I I get it. They're going to play hard. They are going to play to win because that's what they're programmed to do and because they're not mathematically eliminated. And as we all know around here, stupidly – This team has played some of its best football when the games mean absolutely nothing at all. Meaning, they they crapped in their pants last year on New Year's Day at home against Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns when the game meant something, you know, when Ron didn't realize that they could be eliminated. And then, after crapping in their pants and getting eliminated, they then went, and played one of their best games of the Ron Rivera era the next Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys and beat them in Sam Howell's first start. Again, the game meant absolutely nothing to the Commanders. It meant something to the Cowboys when the game started. It meant nothing to the Commanders. Yet, they played one of their best. It wasn't perfect, one of their best games, not only of last year, but of the Ron Rivera era. Because the game meant nothing. That's what, when I refer to Ron, and it's in jest, obviously, as the master of the meaningless, that's what I'm talking about. Same thing happened two years ago at MetLife Stadium against the Giants. Remember, they beat up on Jake from State From, who's now with them, in Joe Judge's last year. Remember the Giants were quarterback sneaking from their own three-yard line in the third quarter or early in the fourth or whatever it was? Bobby McCain, who's now with the Giants, who doesn't play with the Giants, 
had a pick six. Oh, man, the Commanders were playing their asses off to win a, a game to feel good about going into the offseason. And what did it get them? Pretty much nothing. Bless you, Maddie. Pretty much nothing. It doesn't carry over, guys. A win tomorrow would only simply stave off the impossible. So you're telling me there's a chance. Mm. You're telling me there's a chance. I am. A 1.2% chance. I said a win tomorrow. A win on Sunday is not giving yourself a chance. It's staving off elimination. I guess you could say, well, according to this chart, at 4 and 9, they still have a 0.2% chance, according to this chart. So I guess even technically, with all the different scenarios, because the NFC stinks, they still wouldn't be eliminated at 4 and 9 with a loss on Sunday. So... Theoretically, you'd still have a chance. But, again, smart people, I like to consider myself pretty smart. Now, some of you think I'm dumb. You're all wrong. I'm pretty smart. I'm smarter than I get credit for. Some of you think that, hey, man, if you have a chance, you have a chance. Go for it. Why lose? Why Not play hard. I'm not saying don't play hard. Don't play well, which is your DNA. Don't play well. Move the football all day on offense and score 10 points. Ah, hell, 13. Make it look better. Give up 72-yard bombs to Tyreek Hill and and 58-yard run after the catch. Shallow dragging routes. Shallow drag routes to Jalen Waddle. Devin A. Chain going to play. I don't know how much. I don't know how well. Give up a big one to him. But also, lose the game. Please, lose the game. I have zero interest again in the Commanders winning Sunday. Even though they mathematically have a chance. Now, some of that is the opponent. A lot of that is the opponent. Here's the question for you. Start off the show. And we're going to get into more in detail as we go along. We're going to get into some other things, too, as well. Deion Sanders, SI Sportsman of the Year. My six-pack of picks against the NFL spread. Maddie and I want to debate a new food item that's making its way out onto the market. we got to get to all of that. And your phone calls at 301-230-0980. For a football town, and again, I'm telling you, I don't want the commanders to win. What we discussed yesterday, and if you missed it, go to the Odyssey app, all the podcasts there. Maddie does a great job. Team980.com, theteam980.com. Just let me make sure I'm... I'm clearly emphasizing it. You need the team, 980.com. How should the commanders try and keep this game close? Should they run it a lot as they've been doing 
a much better job of the last three, four weeks and try and choke the game out? Or should they do what they've done for much of the year, which is pass, 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 and try and match scores, try and go toe-to-toe, trying to go punch for punch with the Miami Dolphins, who they themselves have not been this like offensive juggernaut every week and certainly not in the last month just because they scored 34 points last week against the Jets forget don't don't forget they they also scored 7 points on a Hail Mary interception pick 6 at the end of the first half right i'm not saying that they didn't score points on offense of course they did but it's not like they're scoring 55 60 points a week let's slow down do you try and go toe to toe punch for punch and think you need big time vertical explosive plays and take your shots that way, or do you try and choke the game out? Keep their offense off the field. Time of possession up. Run the ball. Screens. Nickel and dime them. Work them to the bone. Wear them out, especially without one of their top pass rushers in the lineup. We don't know if Jason Pierre-Paul is going to play for sure. We'll ask Alan Alan Poupart of all Dolphins and SI. When he joins us a little under an hour from now, if he knows, should they do that, one or the other, one style or the other, what would you like to see? And then on defense, how do you attack them? We'll get more specific into that on the other side because I think think Ron has been cooking something up in the lab. I think Ron is going to do something that is probably going to appeal to many and may actually work. I'll tell you what that is next. 121, Team 980, if you want to hop in, 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. Interact, Ace Law, up. you get a check, call them at 8888-ACE-LAW. We're with you on this rainy Friday in the nation's capital. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. an injury report coming up. Who's in, who's out for the Commanders in just a couple of minutes in our first trending alert of the afternoon. Again, Elan Poupartz of all Dolphins. Uh, The website on SI.com and as well, the All Dolphins podcast, uh, my pal, 
Uh, he is coming up just after 2 o'clock. Uh, I always screw up his first name. It's A-L-A-I-N, and it I, I just cannot say it right, and I'm going to screw it up during the interview. Uh, it's either Elaine, like I, 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 I call him something different all the time. It's Elaine, Alan, uh, Alan. I, I, he's from Canada. He's from, like, Montreal. He was wearing a Montreal Expos hat the other day. Uh, I always screw it up. Um, anyway, he's coming up at 2 o'clock. He'll break down the Dolphins. We'll get the latest on them and what they're all about, obviously. Um, and again, we'll have a final injury report for you coming up in just a couple of minutes on the trending alert. But I asked the question to lead off the show. Oh, and we'll get to Josh Harris and what he had to say in the 2 o'clock hour. I asked the question, how do the commanders keep this game close? If we all agree that they don't have really anything but a prayer to really win this game, and they would obviously say they have more than that. You know, some people would say, you know, 15% chance, 20% chance, 25% chance. No, uh, they have about a 5% chance, in my opinion, of winning this game. I could be wrong. You never know how these games work, but that's kind of what I'm feeling. They have a much better chance of covering the number than they do of actually winning. But I asked on this Football Friday right here on the Team 980, which is driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience, power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. I asked, how do they keep it close on offense? Do they run the ball, try and control possession, try and keep the Dolphins' offense off the field, try and have time of possession 35-plus minutes? Or do they try and go up top, Try and stretch out the Dolphins' defense. Try and go right at Jalen Ramsey. Try and open it up. Try and do things that certainly they are capable of doing, but they haven't operated at in terms of a high level of efficiency, right? We haven't seen that many explosive plays down the field. Part of that is because they had to adjust the offense, quick release, quick game, all that stuff, because the offensive line wouldn't hold up. So, again, I think there's some temptation in that. I think also you're begging. You're begging for trouble. The Miami Dolphins, okay, as a team, if you look at the Miami Dolphins, obviously, on offense, we know how good they are, can be, what have you. As a defense, don't forget, Vic Fangio, very, very, very well-schooled defensive coordinator. Again, they did lose one of their best pass rushers last week in the Black Friday game against the Jets. But this is a defense that's allowing about 30 yards below the league average. It's actually like 28, 27 and a half. Below the league average in yards per game, yards per play, Rushing yards per game, rushing yards per play, passing yards per game, passing yards per play, interception rate, sacks per pass attempt. They're actually, they have more sacks per pass attempt than the league average. Okay. Uh, First downs per game, punt return average. The only areas, uh, third down defense, 35.9 compared to the league average, 39.17. 
fourth down percentage, 42.86% compared to the league average of just under 51%. Red zone, they are allowing, this is where maybe you can hurt the Dolphins a little bit. They are allowing teams to convert touchdowns on almost 65% of their red zone trips. And goal to go, almost 77%, whereas the league averages are lower. So if you can get the ball into the red zone, if you can get the ball in a first and goal situation, you have a pretty decent chance based on the metrics, based on the numbers, to attack them and to score some points. Points per game allowed as a team. Now, again, offense, special teams factors into this. 22.8, the league average, 21.7. It is entirely possible to move the football, to score, and to stay in this game if you're the Washington Commanders. I asked, do you open it up wide and become an explosive and try and go punch for punch? Or do you try and choke the life out? And I would answer it this way. I'm going to say somewhere in the middle of that, I'm going to say somewhere closer towards trying to keep them off the field. But we know with this defense, you don't have to be on the field for a long time. They were on the field for, what, 24 minutes last week in Dallas? And they allowed a whole bunch of points, 37 points, whatever it was. They don't have to be on the field because they give up touchdowns so fast. But you need to be balanced. You need to be, hey, if we could control the ball for 35 minutes, whether that be by a solid mix of the run and pass, whether that be all pass, whether that be all run, mostly run, whatever, that's where you need to be. But more importantly, you need to convert in the red zone. More importantly, you need to convert when you do, if you do, get a first and goal situation. We just gave you some of the numbers. However you do that, I'm cool with. I don't think they're going to be heavy, heavy, heavy pass. I don't think they're going to be heavy, heavy, heavy run. I think it's going to be a nice mixture somewhere in between. But more importantly, what they need to do is operate with efficiency. And they need to score points. I keep telling you, you can't move the ball all over the place and not score points, which is what this team majors in in a lot of games. Not every game, majors in in a lot of games. So the answer for me is somewhere in the middle. You might prefer a different style. You tell me, 301-230-0980. I'll give you the defensive thing and what I think Ron Rivera might have for Mike McDaniel coming up in just a moment after the first trending alert. And as we get to the Ace Law listener lines for the first time today, let's get to that trending alert right here, right now. All right, we start with this. Von Miller has indeed turned himself in on an arrest warrant. That happened late yesterday afternoon. The alleged victim is saying nothing happened, despite the police report saying a very different circumstance. We will see uh, what goes on with that particular situation uh, as it unfolds and with the NFL. Meanwhile, for the commanders, they are going to uh, be without Emmanuel Forbes uh, on Sunday. Uh, and Tyler Larson is questionable. Also, James Smith-Williams is out as well. 
College Hoops tonight right here on the Team 980. It is opening uh, action from Big Ten play. It's Indiana and the Maryland Terrapins coming up at 6.30, the pregame coverage. Meanwhile, over on the fan, you can catch the Wizards and the Orlando Magic for a second game in a row spread out over three nights in Miami. Orlando winning the first one, 7 o'clock tip. 6.45, the pregame coverage, again, over on the fan and the Odyssey app, and that's what's trending. All right, we'll head out to the phones in just a moment. If you want to hop in, 301-230-0980. See, this happens all the time on a Friday. As soon as you want to, like, talk nitty-gritty, X's and O's football, nobody cares. Because everybody wants, everybody knows they're going to get soundly beat, if not annihilated, and that they shouldn't win. They shouldn't try and win this game. Hopefully they don't. It serves no purpose. No realistic purpose. No realistic purpose. But let me give you this. We just told you the offense, I want it somewhere in the middle. I don't want... I don't want it to be an all-out aerial assault just because you feel like you've got to score 40 points to keep up with the Dolphins, because you don't. I don't want it to be just three yards in a cloud of dust so that you get to third and four, you try and run the ball, throw a quick screen, it gets two yards, and then you're punting from your own 35. I'm not suggesting a boring, lame, vanilla game plan. And I don't think you're going to get that. I don't think you're going to get that. But what I am suggesting is, again, balance, rhythm, and can we please not throw up all over ourselves? And if you get the ball in the red zone and goal to go, you do statistically – and talent-wise, have the ability to make something happen. You have to execute. You cannot take sacks. You cannot turn the ball over. You cannot take penalties, which this team aches to do. Now, Tyler Larson might not play. That might mean Nick Gates is back in. I mean... Hopefully that doesn't kill them. Hopefully that doesn't kill them. I, I I mean, I know Nick Gates is better than what he showed earlier in the year, but hopefully that doesn't kill them. Um, in terms of the defense, we talked earlier this week how Jack Del Rio had played more man defense, had blitzed more, right? We talked about how Jack Del Rio had blitzed According to Pro Football Reference, 22.4% of the time last year, when they were a top defense, right, top three yards, uh, top one on on uh, or top on, on third down, so on and so forth. This year, they had blitzed much more, almost 26%. Now, again, it's not a huge jump in in, in, in just to the naked eye, but that's a significant difference. They were a more aggressive defense this year because they weren't getting the same interior pass rush, which we 
have been all over all year long. And we will have more data on later on. This year, again, blitzing almost 26% of the time. Their hurry percentage is way higher, way higher than it was last year when they were second worst in the NFL. Again, the commanders this year are actually, you know what, these numbers have updated, are up to 27.8%. That's way higher than it was again last year. That's a blitz rate percentage per dropback. So more than a quarter of the time, they are blitzing. The hiding, the Minnesota Vikings, are way higher than that at 47-6. Wink Martindale and the Giants, 41-0. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Todd Bowles, 37.8. You know, all aggressive man-to-man defenses, so on and so forth. You know, as you play more man, you're going to blitz more. Duh. Right? That's the way it works. As you don't generate a natural pass rush, you're going to blitz more. As you trade Chase Young and Montez Sweat and then lose James Smith-Williams now for a third game in a row and F.A. Obata for a one-two, uh, I'm sorry, James Smith-Williams for a fourth game in a row and F.A. Obata now for essentially a third game in a row, you are going to blitz more. So you know what Ron Rivera should do on Sunday? To give himself a chance. To give his team a chance. Old Riverboat Ron should freaking become Riverboat Ron for crying out loud. Blitz them bastards. You don't have to do it 50% of the time. You know what you can do? 35% of the time. You know what you can do? 33% of the time. You know what you can do? Every damn third down you can blitz them. Whether it be third and two or third and 12. And that should get you 30 plus percent somewhere in that area. And my goodness, you know what you might just do? You might throw to a tongue of Ialoa out of rhythm. What do you have? A couple of interceptions last week? I think so. I mean, I've seen him in games against the Giants earlier this year. He had he threw a pick six right at the Dolphins or at the Giants goal line, returned for like 98 yards for a touchdown. Then had another interception that would have been returned for a long uh, touchdown, but there was some wacky officiating call, as usual, that wiped that out. Tua Tungavailoa can be harassed. He can turn the ball over. He can make mistakes. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you there's a chance to be competitive, to keep it close. And then all bets are off. Ron Rivera should not play this game scared. If he is so hell-bent on winning, if he was hell-bent on blaming Jack, if he thought Jack Del Rio's defense was too complicated, let's make it easy, boys and girls. Let's blitz the ever-loving snot out of the Miami Dolphins. Don't live in fear. You already suck. You already stink. Now, maybe Hoffman and Paulson, and I didn't hear Sheehan talk about this part. Maybe they would tell you something completely different. 
as you, I think you guys know, I'm a little bit of a loose cannon. I'm my own dude. I don't care what every other analyst says. I'll listen. I'll learn. I'll absorb. I care about what I think is right. And you suck. You suck. And you're going against an explosive, balanced, high-powered offense. But the one way you can rattle the Miami Dolphins is by getting to Tua Tunga-Vailoa. The one way you can potentially give yourself a legitimate chance of winning this game is by, oh, I don't know, not only getting to him and maybe, I don't know, forcing a takeaway for crying out loud, something they have a religious aversion to around here, but also maybe you put him on the shelf. And while I don't want anybody to get hurt, and I'm not advocating for that, that's football. As long as you do it clean, maybe Tua Tagovailoa doesn't play the entire game. You want to win? Maybe that's your best chance. Who cares if you get smoked down the field for a 72-yard go route by Tyreek Hill? Who freaking cares? You're going to get smoked and beat anyway by being conservative? By rushing four? Hell no. If you're the riverboat, if your ass is getting fired in five weeks, which we all believe it is, If you're the riverboat, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you come out and say, you know what? Bleep this. I'm going to show all you pain in the asses. I'm going to show all you people what the riverboat is all about. I would blitz them from now until Tuesday. And give yourself a chance. That's what I would do. And that's how I think the commander's can give them a chance, themselves a chance. 146, your call is coming straight up. 301 plus what did Josh Harris have to say at an SBJ uh, business conference last night? We will tell you all about that and more. All still to come on this Football Friday on the Team 980. It is driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, I've had my say on how to attack the Dolphins, how to give yourself a chance, how to stay competitive. What about you? What do you want the commanders to do? Or do you just not care? go out to the ace law listener lines and a rec ace law help you get a check call them at 8888 ace law call us 301-230-0980 we'll go inside the dolphins behind enemy lines i on the enemy in about 12 minutes or so with a land poo parts um my pal from si and all dolphins but right now we say hello to chris in damascus in the leadoff spot on this football friday what's up chris how are you I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Doing good, Chris. What's going on? Okay, so first, I, before I forget, you were given that 0.2%, 1.2% on the um, playoffs. But do you have anything like that concerning, let's say, okay, they're a point, or let's say they're a 5% chance to pick six. Do you, can you break that down as we go? 
If you follow me there, that would be somewhat interesting and help maybe oh, the, oh, the percentages of where they're of where they're going to pick. Picking. Okay, I, I'll get yeah, that for yeah. you. I don't have it right in front of me right oh, now. No, but I'll, no, I'll get I didn't. I didn't want to do that yet because I want all the players. I want everybody to play to win, and mm-hmm. until that point two, we could be eliminated. We got to buy. Who do we play after that? Forty ers uh, no, you have the bye, and then the L.A. Rams in Los Angeles. Rams. Okay, we could get, let's say we lose on sun, this Sunday, yeah. and, and, and and we could be eliminated. How are we going to play when we're eliminated? Are we going to play Durant? Are we going to play players in the sec- last two games? I mean, all I can on? go by is the is the recent history, and, and Ron goes, you know, and the master of the meaningless goes balls to the wall. I mean, he plays pretty oh, much yeah. everybody. Well, you, well, you have, the players have to play that way, but maybe you could do a little more second stringers. But either way, that's a way to kind of play your hardest and win. That's my opinion. Oop. Did we lose Chris? I think we lost Chris. All right. Appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. Uh, let's squeeze in Little here before the top of the hour. What up, Little? How are you? Well, thank you, Bruce, for taking my call. Yeah, shout shout out to you, your producer, Matty Ice. Man, yes, look, sir. I would tell him, Matt, this is what I would like to see, Chris. Now, I only play high school football. But if it's, but the talent I see on this field, man, they keep Barton in the box. Don't he, he don't have to cover nobody. You just play the run, Barton. You keep hustling on the speed back. Whether you get beat or not, at least that's our best. That's our fast linebacker. Keep curl on the tight end. Twenty four. These only players I'm calling out should be in the man. Curl on the tight end. Twenty four seven. Man, you blitz Davis. You move from side to side. You keep his head. They need a surprise. We haven't seen Davis get down and just keep going at the quarterback. I'm talking about not just one. First down the whole damn game. Keep blitzing them until they can be able to, And then if they try to adapt to it, they try to run to the blitz. That's when you got them under control because you got them changing their game plan. Rooster, that's the key, man. If we can keep Davis blitzing, I mean, 20, I mean, that's if I was Davis, I'd put on 25, 30 pounds, become a tight end in there. I mean, defensive end in there anyway. Well, yeah, but but do you, but then do you lose what what seems to be his strength, which is coming downhill He's with probably, explosion that's, that's, and athleticism? Hold on, that that's where Hudson come in play. That's why we got Hudson. You have Hudson cover them back, cover that back out of the backfield. Now here's what this was hindering us the whole game, and I'm going to say this about Jack because I think Jack got a demeanor. It's my way or no way. Man, we're in the man, we're in the man, man, and man and man in the middle of the field. That's why we getting beat. And then we go in the zone inside our red zone. See, man, that's the kind of stuff, man. I, you know, I, I don't want to say. I think Jack think we knucklehead fans and we can't see this stuff. I'm saying it, man. We in the man. We in the man zone. We in man and man in, in, in the middle of the field where we should be in zone because that's what they was able to. That's what they was able to produce. Like last year, they stayed in the zone. Then you go in the man, Chris, Matt. When you in your red zone. That's when you can chuck and chuck and do whatever you want to do to a receiver. Because guess what? Guess what you got? That's that's protecting you. That inbound line at the end zone. Yeah, but I th- but I th- but I think little they were playing. They look. They played more, much more zone over the last couple of years than I think they actually wanted exactly. to. Exactly. The zone, the zone. Well, guess what? It was right when they were playing zone last year. Uh, right. But they yeah, started out this Chris, year. They didn't start out this year playing heavy man. They went I'm, more Chris, heavy man as the year went along. I'm about to send my resume to the two. I, I could be a defense coordinator, man, because <laughs> it's common sense. You know what I'm saying? I only play high school football. You put them boys in the positions, and you say, look, that's your man, Mozart. Hustle, you follow him to the bathroom. Curl, that's your man that tight end. So if, he, if they're getting beat, then you see your weakness. They should have been playing like this the whole time, Chris. 
Hey, look, God bless y'all. Stay up, man. My God, hey, look, little. Have a good I weekend. Got, good to hear from covering. you. I got them covering. And then they got this sports. They got this sports thing. Uh, that you can wait till halftime. If they're looking good at halftime, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna put it in for them. The money win, to win it, the money line. Hey, look, God bless y'all. Uh, Stay you up, know, man. I I think that might be an interesting yeah, play gotta, if you're if you're if you're looking at a money line play as opposed to doing it before the game, kind of seeing how the game develops in that first half. Appreciate you, little. Uh, thank you very much. We will go. A little eye on the enemy on this football Friday uh, with my pal Elaine Poupart of AllDolphinsSI.com and the All Dolphins podcast. That is coming up next. We'll go inside the mind of Mike McDaniel uh, through a gentleman that covers the Dolphins on an everyday basis. It is Football Friday and the Team 980. It is driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. That's next. Mike Mayock, a little over an hour from right now, former Raider general manager and NFL Network draft and top analyst, will join us again a little over an hour from right now on this Football Friday. Good to have you with us on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.